Kelly's going to tell you a little bit more in a little bit later on, but uh, you know, normally we show a, a mission video. We're going to wait till next week to do that. I got a letter in the mail this week, and uh, it was just one of those things. They may have put out 20,000 of them, I don't know. And normally, you know, those things are kind of weird, but anyway, uh, this is a pastor in Dallas, in Garland, right out of Dallas. And I, I don't know, it just jumped out at me, and I wanted to share just a couple of paragraphs in here, because it's, uh, it epitomizes, I believe, our heart for missions, too. And, you know, we here at Church of Tomorrow believe in ministering to people in the other parts of the world. And we, we minister through prayer, we minister through sharing the word and encouragement, we minister financially, because they don't have it like we do. And we're glad to share. Uh, we sent funds this week to five different missionaries, uh, itinerant, excuse me, uh, indigenous ministries in their own home country. And um, anyway, Kelly, share a little bit more with you, and then we'll do some more next week. But basically, he put this in the Dallas Morning News, a, prayer, uh, a comment of repentance for their church not being involved. He goes to Kenya. And by the way, you know, we support Bishop Moses in Kenya. And he said, I used to say I went to Africa to help save Africa. Now I know God had the opposite in mind. He brought Africa into my life to save me. We are assured in Scripture that God always hears the widow and the orphan's prayer. I sometimes wonder about my own prayers but I am supremely confident about theirs. So every day on the other side of the world, there are widows and orphans who fall on their knees in the dirt and bless our name to God. I guarantee you the five, the five ministries that we're ministering to overseas pray for us daily. Uh, Pastor or Bishop Moses in Kenya the two ministries in Pakistan, the two ministries in India. This is the highest blessing anyone can receive in life to be blessed by the least of these. Doesn't that just cut right through your heart? It's so wonderful. And I'm so glad that we're a part of these missions. And uh, I'll just tell you, we're not going to send funds next month. We send every other month. We sent three thousand dollars this this last week to five different places with uh, Church of Tomorrow partnering with Dama Ministries. So, I mean, that's that's incredible that God's given us that ability to do that, and we praise Him for it. Amen, amen, and amen. Praise God. That is just wonderful and to see you're going to see a video next week of one of the ministries in pakistan with the little bitty kitties and uh they've got about twice as many as i had uh, a year and a half ago so uh they're growing and it's just so cool i see those dark brown bodies with those white eyes and man it's just like golly i want to hug them and i can't through the video but kelly's going to go pretty soon there's going to go Hey, if you want to go, Amen. start praying. See what God would say to you. Send me, he said. I like uh, 
if we take the that three surrender and uh, you know, put send me and I'm running together. We run into it, and that's a sign of revival. It's when there's immediate obedience to the call of God. Now, well, let me pray about that for a couple of weeks, and I'll get back with you. You hear? Yeah, sure. Uh, God is not uh, just talking to you because you need to hear something. He's talking to you because, yeah, there's a purpose. And like Keith Green used to say, he said, everybody's sent. God doesn't cash out of state checks in other nations. And the only excuse you have for not going internationally is if God says, stay ye. And uh, I don't think he said a lot of that recently. Praise God. And we'll be sowing seeds for this country's revival in the same process. Mr. and Mrs. Howard Berry, would you step to the front, please? Y'all get here in the middle and. Isn't this a cute young couple? They strained and agonized, but they made it to Hawaii and back to be married while they were in Hawaii by the Pacific Ocean, and the glory of God came down, and they sure had a wonderful time, and it's so great to to know that you all did that, and to introduce as a new couple in 2022, the Marys, praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's pray for them. Set your hand forward if you would, please. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for what you're doing here in their lives together, making that one flesh relationship a manifestation of your glory in their lives. We thank you, Lord, for blessing them immensely in ways that we can't even think of, God. Above, exceedingly above and beyond what we can think according to the power that works in us. We thank you in the name of Jesus that they are blessed. We call them blessed. And we're so appreciative that you've put them, placed them here in the body of Christ with us here at tomorrow. For the glory and honor is yours, Father. The fun is ours and the joy is theirs. In Jesus' name. Amen. You, you, okay. Okay. Love y'all. Love you. Well, that's the second wedding we've had in the last uh, month and a half, probably. Month. It was in December, wasn't it? That's right. It was right there. Yeah, sure was. I wonder what they're doing this morning. <laughs> They'll probably be here in a few minutes. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Am I forgetting anything? I don't think I am, am I? We've got the order and we've got all kinds of scratching on it and my notes and everything else. <laughs> Praise God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. We ask you to let it go forward exactly like you want it. We thank you, Lord, for opening every ear to hear, uh, every eye to see, and every heart to understand what you would say, Holy Spirit. And we receive it now by faith in you, in Jesus' name. And all the people said, Amen.
Amen. Yes, sir. We're going to be talking uh, about, I think, a message that's extremely important for the time. Um, as I prepared this message, I noticed that it was pulling together a lot of the things that we've taught in the last year and a half. Uh, a little bit here, a little bit there. We've been on Grace for a couple of weeks. It's pulling some of that back with us and reiterating it and joining it together with another uh, an idea how we can attach grace by faith. Uh, as I reflected on those messages and those message series, I just realized that God's putting things together. He's orchestrating or choreographing uh, the the things in our lives to put a, a road before us that we can travel, that we can understand, that we can live and we can eat of it and embrace it and be let that word be engrafted in us because it's the power of God to everyone who would receive the, the gospel is. So uh, this message today, it's called, What Are You Thinking? Thinking is a good thing, folks. Okay. Especially sanctified thinking. Amen. Well, for instance, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 2.16 that we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. What does that really mean? Well, Strong's uh, defines the Greek word uh, mind as the intellect. He says it's the, uh, that is the mind Divine or human in thought, feeling, or will. Okay? Mind is the Greek word intellect. It's translated intellect. Mind, divine or human, in thought, feeling, or will. And of course, we talked about that some, uh, that we have the mind of Christ in our spirit, soul, and body series some time ago. Uh, if you were here then, you can reflect on it and hear it again. It's online, it's available on YouTube, available on our uh, website. Also, uh, if you have not heard that or if you've come in since then, it's available for you. And it's hard for me to imagine any Christian that can walk with really uh, a vivacious life in the Spirit can do that without listening or knowing, understanding spirit, soul, and body. Because you, you, you learn about the warfare, you learn about why you can't do the things you want to do, and why you, you do the things you don't want to do. You learn what the battle's going on within yourself. You learn how God's made us, and you learn how we can walk beyond that, past that, with the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. I simply cannot imagine it. I mean, I, it's just like, I, there are, and I'm not... I, I don't call anybody out by name on stuff. I don't believe in that stuff. There's enough of that on YouTube. But there are, there are pastors that I've heard on radio say, here, spirit and soul. Excuse me, soul and body. Excuse me, I'll get it right in a minute. Soul and body. The spirit and soul the same thing. When I was in India, I, had to, I started using the Greek words for spirit and soul because their language, it's the same word. So how can you understand if it's the same word? God didn't say it wasn't. First Thessalonians 5.23 says, I, I pray that God sanctify you holy, spirit, soul, and body. 
and until the coming of the Lord. That's what it's all about, that we understand that. And we're going to understand some more things about it today, and we're going to talk about what are you thinking? Jesus said a lot about thinking. Uh, in fact, he asked a lot of questions about how people thought. And don't take this as a huge doctrine, but just look at it this way. If you look up the word think in the Bible, and you look at the red lettering, you'll see that Jesus asked a lot of questions with the word think in it. And I, I see that uh, a couple of times in James. Who was James? In his little sharp book. He was the brother physically of, of Jesus. Uh, I see that with, with Paul more like, I think, he said, I think quite a few things. But Jesus said, what are you thinking many times? And uh, he sometimes followed it up with, you need to think. You need to think. Matthew 18, 12, what do you think? If a man owns a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, will he not leave the 99? He goes on to talk about the value of one, one person. Uh, Matthew 21, 28, what do you think? There was a man who had two sons. He goes on to talk about the son that says, yes, dad, I will, and never did. And the son that says, no, dad, I won't, repented and came back and did it. Matthew twenty-two forty-two. what do you think about the Christ? Whose son is he? It's <laughs> a good one. Peter took care of that one, didn't he? Just a few minutes before he got called the devil. Luke uh, 10, 36. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to, to the man? And that was about the, the answer is Good Samaritan. Okay, as he's telling the story. Luke 12, 51. Do you think that I came to bring peace on earth? That'll shake up a few people. Because what? The truth shakes up a few people. Especially what's in it's in person. <laughs> Luke 13, 4. Do you think they were more guilty than all the others living in Jerusalem? He's talking about uh, some sin in the temple falling on people and uh, different people perishing. And the people there thought, well, they were the really bad sinners who were not. He says, if you don't repent, you'll all perish. Sweet, loving Jesus telling the truth. And those are just a few examples. And I thought that's, that's good to look at it because he's continually asking people, what do you think? What do you think? Just like we're asking today, are you thinking? 2 Corinthians 5.21, and we come back to this verse quite often here at Tomorrow, but I want to make one point today out of it. 2 Corinthians 5.21, it says, God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I have a friend um, who uh, is a good, strong Christian in a way. And I, I say that not disrespectfully, but in truth. Uh, he's not in a church. He watches a lot of online preaching, especially from one particular well-known person uh, will not name who has some different doctrines than what I think are the biblical and my friend continually talks about 
the wretched person that he is. Being born again of the Spirit of God, being saved by the blood of the Lamb, that he's wretched. I said, what do you do with 2 Corinthians 5.21? He who knew no sin became sin for me, just like he became sin for you, so that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I was a wretch, but now I see. I'm alive. I'm a new creation. I'm in him. And I give him the glory and the praise and the honor for, for that. Because without him, I would be going to hell. In fact, I'd probably already been there by now. <coughs> I don't say that too lightly. Some, so would a lot of you. But I think, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. What would you think about if some well-known billionaire walked in the back door today don't get your hopes up. This is a hypothetical example. And brought with him $10 million to put in your purse or back pocket. $10 million. Can you just see yourself saying, Oh, I'm just such a poor person. I'm just a poor person. I'm so poor. Huh? How about 10,000 hallelujahs to start with? My goodness. Well, that's what we do to Jesus when we say, I am a miserable wretch. If you're born again. If you're not saved, yeah, you are. Whether you know it or not. I was, but now I'm not. Because of him. Not because of me, because of him. And I say this because the Bible tells me it's true. And the Bible tells me this is what I want to say, what I should say, what I ought to realize. Does it bring glory to Jesus when I'm witnessing out, maybe eating lunch, you know? And uh, the white person comes up and I say, I'm just a miserable wretch because of Jesus. They're going to go, man, I don't want anything to do with that Christianity stuff. Or can it be like, the guy that uh, waited on another person, myself, on Friday, and his name was Christian. And I said, I love that name. And he goes, oh, thank you very much. I do too. And I said, the main question is, are you one? Well, that changed the conversation real fast. But it was a lot of fun. You know, and this guy and I got along really well. Uh, he's not quite with the Lord yet. But I think that he has plenty to think about now. That's the way we treat Jesus when we say, poor thing, I'm just a poor thing. My wife, those of you that knew her before she translated to glory, knows she was a pretty straight person. And uh, I know I, I was kind of raised in the home with you, if you want to share uh, compassion for somebody, you, you say, oh, you poor thing, or something like that, as a figure of speech. Well, something to go on, you know, I said, poor me. Teresa goes, rich you. Rich Dan. Okay, baby. I bet I had heard that a hundred times, and I'm not exaggerating. 
Rich Nan. She corrected me every time. I got to the point where I just kind of said it, but let her say it. Kind of fun. I like somebody calling me Rich. <laughs> but that's what she was doing, was trying to build me up rather than put me down. She wanted to say what Jesus would say rather than what people would say, the devil would say, gainsayers would say, and all that kind of junk. Well, you just can't say you're rich. Oh, I've got the greatest riches there is. I'm born again, spirit-filled, tongue-talking, heaven-walking. Get to live forever with the king of glory. You can't buy that, Mr. Whoever-You-Are billionaire, Miss Whoever-You-Are billionaire. You can't buy what I got. Your stuff is good for, you know, 70, 80, 90 years, whatever. My stuff's good for a billion times a billion times a billion. <laughs> Get it? So you just don't know what I got. Well, I tell you what, I'm not going to go around and tell people that I'm a poor, wretched thing when I got all glory at my disposal. My goodness gracious, speak the word of God and let Jesus manifest it in your life. Praise God. Call those things that be not as though they were. I love it. That's what my daddy is. My daddy said, it's all mine and you can have whatever I got. In fact, I'm going to make you a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Woo! Glory. (laughs) I love it. Because that is all about him and what he's done for me. And I am here to bring glory to him. Christ in you, the hope of Oh, yeah. What it's all about, praise God. Now we got that straight. So what are you thinking? You know, perception, to each person individually, their perception is reality to them. If you have a correct truth perception, that's true to you. If you have an incorrect one, false It's true to you, but it's not objective truth. 1 Corinthians 15.33, first four words, do not be deceived. That's good advice. Evil company corrupts good habits. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, he done went to meddling now. I'm just reading the Word of God. Word for word. And I love this next, these next three words. Awake to righteousness. Oh, he said it someplace else, didn't he? And do not sin. But I just sin all the time. Well, awake to righteousness. That'll get you out of the pit. That'll get you out of the, the slippery slope that you fell in because you've been dabbling and playing and other kind of things. For some do not have the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. He's talking to the church. He's saying some don't have the knowledge of God. And whether that's in the church or it's outside, he's saying it to your shame because you haven't been out there witnessing, telling the people about Jesus. Hallelujah. We want to live that way. It ought to be natural rather than, I'm afraid they won't accept it. What if they do? Jump with joy. That's what the Bible says. Yes. <laughs> Glory to God. There's another one. I'm getting closer to the one it is, though. 
Every time I get a no, I get, I'm closer to that yes. Praise God. Plus you're watering. You're sowing and watering, sowing and watering, sowing and watering. I want to read that again. Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Be careful who you're running around. It's fine to minister to people. You just don't want to fellowship with people that are uh, moving right along. Awake to righteousness and do not sin, for some do not have the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. And this verse uh, 34 again in the New Living says, Think carefully about what is right and stop sinning. For to your shame I say that some of you don't know God at all. Some of you, hmm. Not talking about church tomorrow. We're talking about the people on YouTube. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. And if you're on YouTube and you've heard that and you don't like it, well, come on in the house and we'll just sit down and talk about it. I'll listen to what you have to say. Praise God. It might be catching for you. I want to read in the Amplified. You got your seatbelt on? Got it in low gear? Mm-hmm. 1 Corinthians 15, 33. Do not be so deceived and misled, exclamation point. Evil companionships, communion, associations, corrupt and deprave good manners and morals and character. And I will put the word in here because... Awake from your drunken stupor and return to sober sense and your right minds and sin no more. Now, the Amplified brings out the depths of the Greek words because the Greek words many times are more precise than English words. So you use several of their words to use the translation to what we would have in English to give us a more significant meaning. It is very accurate translation. I'm going to read that one again. Awake from your drunken stupor. That doesn't mean they were drunk. They were in a stupor like a drunk person would be. And return to sober sense and your right minds and sin no more. It's kind of like the three different people watching the parade. One of them made it happen. You're watching what's going on now. One of them was just watching it happen. And the other one was going, what happened? Asleep in the light. Moving right along. For some of you have not the knowledge of God. You are utterly and willfully and disgracefully ignorant and continue to be so. Oh my gosh. Lacking the sense of God's presence. Not presence. Presence. Him being with you. And all true knowledge of Him. I say this to your shame. Now what are you thinking I got quiet in this Presbyterian church. (laughs) If I ask many of you to bring to mind a verse on thinking, do you have something that comes to mind? As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. 
Let us look at that verse. See what it's really talking about. You're in church now, so if you remember, if you said that, that's okay. I've been guilty too. Proverbs 23, 6. Do not eat the food of a stingy man. Do not crave his delicacies. Now verse 7. For he is the kind of man who is always thinking about the cost. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. His heart is not with you. You will vomit up the little you have eaten and will have wasted your compliments. You see all this is tied together? This is your companionship. Oh, well, you know, that, that person's got a lot of money. Or that person doesn't have any money. It doesn't make any difference if he's stingy. At least a, a person doesn't have any money can be stingy. Because <laughs> he'd have a whole lot to not be stingy with. Whereas a wealthy person or a person living in America today can be stingy. Don't, don't eat, eat with him. Don't eat his food. Because you're going to be sorry for it. Whatever he's feeding you, there's an alternative motive. Remember 1 Corinthians 15, 33? Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Awake to righteousness. Do not sin. For some do not have the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. It goes together, right? You see? Old Testament, New Testament intertwined. The uh, New Testament helps clarify the Old Testament. The Old Testament has the New Testament in a shadow. And it's revealed in the New Testament the mysteries of God. I want you to know that I'm not on anybody's toes this morning. I'm just giving you truth because we all need it. And as I say quite often, remember I get to hear this first. So if I go like that, I got this one and this one and this one and this one all looking at me. What are you thinking? The thinking process is very important to us. It's our perception that we're dealing with and trying to establish. Are you working on your perception? Are you thinking on the things that are good, true, of good report, etc.? Philippians 4.8. Are you thinking on those things? Are you thinking on something else? Skippity doo dah, skippity day. My oh my, what a wonderful day. Gonna walk over here and. Uh, that's okay. Enjoy yourself. Get some rest. But stay on track. Stay on track. I promise you, I take care of this body. Because even though I look like I'm 35, I no longer am.
Derek and Jeremy sitting on the second row bringing condemnation up to me. <laughs> you ought to show them that picture yesterday you took of me. Uh, my muscle popped up like that. My handkerchief. <laughs> you better watch that girl. She's about half nutty anyway. <clears throat> You get with her, you get the rest of it. But these are things that are saying, and they're not hard. They're, they're keeping us focused. I had a, a professor in, when I was taking my undergrad stuff, and it was one of those classes that was a senior level, grad level course. The only difference was the, the grad levels had to turn in a paper. The, I was a senior then, so I didn't have to turn in that paper. I turned in a paper, but not the longer one. This instructor also went out and um, coached a lot of businesses. That class, we were in kind of a U-shaped deal. It's kind of unique, 20 of us. And we got to, to talking a little bit every now and then. And mainly it was about what he was saying with, but he would always say, focus, focus, focus. And I thought, you shouldn't be having to say that to a senior level college slash graduate level, but he did, and he was doing it right, and he knew what he needed to do was keep everybody focused. Yeah. And you've only got, what, 50 minutes with him? Uh, a couple of times a day, it was a two-hour course, a couple of times a week. You ought, you're paying for it. Do you want to get something out of it? Well, that's the problem with Christianity sometimes because people don't pay for it. It's freely given. So they think it doesn't have any value. There's your value. The Son of God. He is so valuable that if you were the only person who had ever sinned, he would have gone on that tree for you. That's your value. That's what God sees as you being worth. That's what God said about you, that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He didn't stutter when he said it. He didn't apologize for what he said it. And he didn't mean for somebody else who's a Christian to say, you're the worm of the earth. No. Let the kingdom of God be here on earth as it is in heaven. Do you think anybody's in heaven and going around calling, oh, hello, worm, how you doing today? I doubt it. That's silly. And we need to see our brothers and sisters, even though they have a little problem with their doctrine or whatever, they don't wear the same color clothes or drive the same brand of car. That has nothing to do with it. We're going to have to put up with them forever. Might as well be, get a good start on that, right? I see revival, the preparation for it in America. It's happening all over the world. I shouldn't say all over the world. It's happened most places in the world. Uh, Kelly, Muslim, 6 million men, Muslims a day getting saved. Is that right? So what you heard, good source? 6 million a day. They're getting dreams and visions and many other things. Uh, I've, I've done, you know, a lot of internet preaching over, over in Pakistan, on, and uh, people never have heard the word of God. They hear it, they get saved. Oh, 
Usually 50 to 75% of the crowd will get saved first time. I don't care if it's 40 people or 2,500 people. Or some of those meetings over there now, 40, 50,000. Africa, Far East, China. China's got more Christians now than most countries have people. It's like 150 million is estimated. God's doing something, and what are we doing? Focus. Those of you that are in Christian grad school or wherever you are on the, the line that God has would possibly put us, he doesn't do it that way, but we, we do it to each other that way. Who's the last person you led to the Lord? I'm looking in the mirror when I say this. Who's the last person? Was it this morning, yesterday, last week, last year? Never? The, the statistics say that if you have a room full of Christians, only about 80% of them, excuse me, only about 20% of them have ever led anybody to the Lord. Yeah. Well, maybe you've participated. That's great. I'm not knocking you. If you've prayed for people, if you've uh, financially supported, if you've whatever, you know, that's fine. But I'm just saying we need to look at where we are. We need to focus. I had lunch with a guy Friday, and he and I have a difference on believing on the rapture or not. One of us believes on the rapture, and one of us doesn't believe in the rapture. But we're agreed in the Spirit upon the leadership of the Holy Spirit bringing in these last days. The problem I have with the rapture, just an experience, is a lot of people say, Oh Lord Jesus, come get me today! Come get me today! But it can be used as a very significant part of people. Hey, we're getting out of this thing here pretty soon. Come join us. Get with us. Or you can not believe in it like I do and believe it's made up. And don't get, don't get upset about that. It's, it's a made up thing. It's 200 years old is all. Uh, that we're going to, we've got a responsibility here. We've got a moral obligation to be what we are. Did you catch that one? We have a moral obligation to be who we are and do what we do. And by the way, I'm going to preach in a few weeks on the rapture, so I'll let you know. I've, I've got so many messages. I can, you know, I've got them stacked up and ready and moving around and everything. But we'll do that. It'll be a lot of fun. I'm not going to get in a disagreement on somebody that's not a heaven or hell process. And a result of that, I draw the line on that, and you should too. Okay? You still love me? Okay. <laughs> the thing is focusing, what are you thinking? And it's so important that we know what we're thinking, why we think it, and how do we change our thinking. Starting to close, 2 Corinthians 10.3. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. 2 Corinthians 10.3. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war 
as the world does. In other words, we wage, wage war. I almost got my tongue tied up on that one. We do wage war, but not as the world. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. We have weapons, and we fight. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. And strongholds, Kelly would tell you they're a hole that has a stronghold on you or something like that, right? It's in your mind. It's what you believe. It's what you act on. It's where you're coming from. That's a stronghold. And if you have a stronghold, you're going to have a deficit in that area that that stronghold has got a hold of you in. We need to get rid of it. That's the reason we have to fight. We have to use the weapons. The sword of the Spirit, praise God, which is the Word of God. That's a good start right there, isn't it? Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. They have divine power to demolish strongholds. Verse 5, we demolish arguments, apologetics, and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. Everything that comes against the knowledge of God, we're against it. And we take captive, we have a POW camp, every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And we will be ready to punish every act of disobedience once your obedience is complete. In other words, we're going to turn the tables over on the devil. Now I'm going to take one verse here, and I'm going to shock a little bit of you. I like to shock people, it's fun. <laughs> Yeah, what he said. And some of you are going to go, I've heard that 155,000 times. Verse 5, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every evil thought to make it obedient to Christ. Didn't say that. It says every thought. Good bad or indifferent we take every one of them captive into the obedience of Christ Jesus because the evil thoughts we take them captive and we put them in POW camp the thoughts that are of God we obey immediately not tomorrow but today not at 3 o'clock but at 11.15 a.m. Central Standard Time. And that keeps our mind where it's supposed to be. We take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ Jesus. He says, get rid of the junk and receive and manifest the Word of God in your life. And that means do whatever's necessary to get the Word of God in your life. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God, right? Do you know how to use your weapons? I just mentioned one. There's a lot more than one. You know, prayer's a weapon. Mm -hmm. You know, praying in other tongues is a weapon. Form of prayer. Reading the Word of God in 
meditating on the Word of God is a weapon. And we could go on and on and on and on with the weapons that God's given us. Some of you use one weapon more than another. That's okay. When I was in the Marine Corps, I was in artillery. Somebody else was a grunt. Somebody else was flying airplanes. Okay, so it, you know, use your weapon. Yeah. What you're supposed to be doing with it. Okay? This is important that we're just not casting down those bad thoughts because that's what a lot of people think. We're taking every thought captive and we're holding on to that which is good, throwing away the stuff that's not good. Am I, am I saying anything this morning to you? And this is life changing. Remember, the church of tomorrow will be like the days when Jesus walked the earth with signs and wonders and most importantly, changed lives. Well, tomorrow's here today. I like to say that. Tomorrow's here today. Praise God. So I want to encourage you to use your weapons to fight the warfare in your mind. When I do sexual purity for men seminars, I tell them that your most important sexual organ is between your ears. Take it captive. Four or five of you got that one. In closing, some of you may have heard something similar to this before, may not have heard the complete thing of it, but we're going to put this on the board up here. Thinking. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? What are you thinking? Because out of your thoughts will come your beliefs. Out of your thoughts will come your beliefs. Some of them you're going to throw those thoughts away, and some of them you're going to hang on to them. Good, bad, indifferent. Be sure you know which is which. From your beliefs, you sow a belief and you, got, you reap what? An action. An action. Thoughts, beliefs, and when you put those beliefs, if it's really a belief, you're going to put it in action if you really believe it. Well, I believe, blah, blah, blah. No, you don't believe it. You're not doing it, so forget it. You're just getting a thought. If you believe it, you'll put it in action. And when you start acting on it and do it so many times, You've got a habit. Okay? Remember, we start off with thinking. Now we're talking about habits. This is true for every one of us. And our habits will indicate, show, manifest our character. Our character. Who are you? Who are you when nobody's looking? Oh, my goodness, he went to meddling even deeper. Yeah, character, character. Even a secularist would tell you that character is important, if they've got any brains at all. It establishes who I am. It also shows up many times 
in your past years if you're not doing good character. Or if you, like Billy Graham, show this outstanding character for decades, it shows what kind of character he had. Great example. The world wants to talk about all the other guys that had a mistake. But let's talk about the one that didn't, or well, he had mistakes. But I'm talking about a person of character. And your character will determine your destiny. Your character will determine your destiny. So if you want to change your destiny, all you need to do is change your thoughts. What's going in the tunnel? It's your choice. Dig into it. Dig in what you feel like God has put on your heart. You're not real sure? Dig into it a little bit. The Holy Spirit will show you. He'll tell you what to do. He's not ashamed of telling you what to do. He just wants to make sure that, you know, you're seeking Him and that you're interested in doing what He wants you to do, and He's going to help you do it. Again, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Is this helping anybody today? Praise God. Praise God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank You for Your Word. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're doing your work in our lives, not only right this minute, but in the days to come. I thank you for sealing the word in everyone's heart that you want them to have and for multiplying it 30, 60, and 100-fold return to them. I thank you, Lord God, that we see by the power of the living God that there are ways that we can actually change, and it really and truly is not all that hard because you enable us through grace to be able to obtain mercy and find grace in time of need. So thank you, Father, we can walk confidently and boldly into the throne room of grace to achieve the character, the destiny that you have planned for us. May all the glory and the praise and the honor be yours. Thank you, Lord God, that you've given us such tremendous advantages in this life, and all things are planned in our next life. Praise God. In the name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. 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 Pastor Kelly, praise God. Praise God. The Word of God is rich. Have I said that before? The Word of God is rich. Look at your neighbor and say, The Word of God is rich. Hallelujah. The Word of God is rich indeed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor Dan. Hallelujah. Let's give him another hand clap. He hears God. Hallelujah. Praise God. I want to, uh, again, kind of remind you, next week we'll go into more detail. But we do give to missions. We are a missions type of church. Okay? And so we believe in what God is doing in other places, and we want to be a part of that. We believe in send me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In many different formats. Uh, Pakistan, which will, like I said, go uh, more in detail next week. But they're going through a lot of difficulties over there. Uh, you do know that they have a battle with India. Okay? And it's been going on for, I, w I don't even know how many years. But it's been escalating. 
and it's very tense there because of a nation next door. They also are dealing with economic chaos. You know, all of us are. But you get into those, uh, those countries that we're talking about, like Pakistan, and it is just absolutely so hard to, to even find food. And so I want you to be remembering to pray for this nation of Pakistan. Uh, Christians are being persecuted. Okay, It is not unusual okay, for them to literally, their lives are at stake as they go forth. Those that know Christ, they put their life on the line. When they get water baptized, okay, that is a real show to the enemy and he doesn't like it. And, and so I, I want us to be praying for those people there. We have several different ministries that we do give to there. And uh, several of them go in and they minister to the children that work, okay, in uh, the brick ovens and other places similarly. And they are able to give them food and educate them and tell them of the Lord Jesus. Isn't that wonderful? Hallelujah. But you know, like Pastor Dan said, many, and I do mean many, we're talking thousands and millions are coming to the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Every time the gospel is ministered, 75% maybe will come to know Jesus Christ all in that one setting. Okay, It's quite an amazing thing to see what God does. And Pastor Dan, all he does is give the word. All he does is give the gospel word. And then he might pray something after that saying, Father, we just speak healing over all of those people who are dealing with any kind of sickness, disease. And they're healed in Jesus' name. And then we get reports back of people coming up out of their wheelchairs or people who have cancers and they're delivered and witches come, you know, and they come to know Christ Jesus, you know. It's just, it's never ending because the gospel is being preached and these signs will follow the word. Hallelujah. Amen? So give, okay, if it's on your heart to give, okay, to uh, uh, this ministry uh, those in Pakistan as well as in other places. Uh, I want to share from Mark chapter 12, verse number 17, as we give today. Uh, I want us to be reminded, and Jesus said to them, they were some that he was talking to. You know, he was talking a lot, wasn't he? He talked quite a bit. And, but he always had a purpose in what he was saying. Look at your neighbor and say there was purpose in what he said. And Jesus said to them, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. Okay? And I'm praying right now that the Holy Spirit will show you what it is that belongs to him that you need to yield to him to give him glory and honor, whether it be finances or any, uh, any place. Like when we pr uh, sang this morning about re-surrendering, okay, yielding our lives. And so give to God what is God's. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Remember that when we give our tithes and offerings, we can give. You know, there's a drop box there in the back. We have other uh, ways that we can uh, uh, give. Uh, through online and through text messaging, uh, the old-fashioned uh, card right there in the back in the envelope. Uh, but just give. Give to God. Give to God what is His. Hallelujah. Uh, some announcements coming up this, this week. This Wednesday. Everyone say this Wednesday. 
We are continuing uh, looking into the history of revival. And those of you who were here, it was a powerful, impacting time. My heart was stirred to the core on things that took place in previous revivals. We all need to know what has happened in the past to, to see what God has done and then to know what God is capable of doing. If we're not careful, we forget about what our God is capable of doing because we need him. We need him. There should be fire that is shut up in our bones like Jeremiah said and it wasn't, he wasn't able to keep it in and some of us are busy snoozing. Okay. <laughs> uh, we have a new podcast series that's coming out. Okay, Pastor Dan and sometimes a, a, a guest will be with him but it's called Let's Talk About It Tomorrow. So if you're interested, uh, get onto YouTube, okay, find that, let's talk about it tomorrow. Uh, or you can go and get, uh, there's a handout right in there at the back at the coffee table, and it's a QR code that's on it, and you can scan it and then find it from there as well. Hallelujah. And then don't forget, February 19th and 20th, and you say, oh, well, that's, that's next month. Well, I'm still trying to figure out it's 2022, okay? But it's already, we're at the last week of January. Say, what? Yeah, okay? February is coming up, okay? And it's within a week and a half, okay? And so February 19th and 20th, we will have John George in the house, okay? And he is an incredible minister of the Word of God. We're going to have a men's breakfast on Saturday, the 19th at 9 a.m. Uh, invite people to come. Invite those men to come. Hallelujah. And then on the 20th, he will be in the house Saturday at t- or Sunday at 10 okay, o'clock. And so bring people who, that you know they need to hear the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Stand, everyone. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands. It's just a sign of yielding and surrender before the Lord. Father, we thank you, Father, for your word that has gone forward with clarity, power, and anointing, and purpose. And we thank you that we are fertile ground for it to be placed into. And that, Father, it grows and it produces much fruit. Hallelujah. And, Father, as you release us to go out from this place today, hallelujah, this week is going to be the best week yet. Father, we are going to be great thinkers, according to Pastor Dan, what he asked us to think on hallelujah that those things a lot produce those beliefs and those beliefs change in father god to those habits and the habits into character and the character father into destiny father we just thank you that we cannot just be changed ourselves with this truth but then to go out and minister it to those who are around us and we bless you and thank you for the results of it and everyone said amen Hallelujah. Give him a clap offering. Glorify God as you dismiss. If you need prayer, we're up here to pray with you. Amen.